Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Wednesday, June 28th edition of the Basement Academy. Let's begin with our morning psalm, Psalm 148. Love this psalm, praising the Lord from the heavens, praising the Lord from the earth. Letting all creation, God intends for all creation to uh, get in on the joy of, of relationship and praise with him. And so Psalm 148. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Pray him. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted his splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. Mm. Psalm 148. And so all the elements of creation that God has made are to be involved. And then this language at the end, he has raised up for his people a horn. It's, it, it's probably symbolizing the Messiah, their horn being the, the, the symbol of strength. Of Israel, the people close to his heart. And now the church is the new Israel. We are the people close to God's heart. And so I pray that you will always know that. Okay, uh, continuing on with some pastoral and practical considerations. Um, we've talked about getting out of debt, knowing where your money's going, being regular, intentional, focused, <laughs> disciplined, regular, sacrificial, generous, um, and cheerful, hilarious, right? Uh, the Greek word that sits behind that, uh, our English word cheerful there. Today, I want to talk about investing in eternal things. And so each of us has money, wealth, resources that God has entrusted to us, what we're talking about money in particular. <clears throat> and each of us have responsibilities and needs. And so again, there's many good, right, holy, proper uses <clears throat> for our money. This means of exchange to secure the goods and services, setting apart uh, various vocations to serve the common good and our faith communities pooling our resources, that, that begins to point in this direction. Securing needs for our family, food, clothing, shelter, transportation, education, health care, and so, so much else. But I want to talk about 
a mindset, a way we think, a portion of that which we have received should be devoted to eternal things, to, to building eternity, as it were. Um, years ago, pretty sure this is while I was still uh, uh, down at UVA, so my college years, the early foundational years came to faith. I've told the story before. Sitting in FCA meetings, sitting, going to church, really as a believer for the first time for those uh, maybe two and a half, last three years of college existence. <clears throat> and somebody somewhere said something to this effect. In the Bible, there's only two things, apart from God, God lasts forever, God is eternal. There's only two things that last forever, people and the word of God. We live eternally, either in relationship with God, eternally with God, or eternally separated from God. But the scripture presents people as living on, even beyond this life, when we die, we, we continue to exist forever, and the word of God. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God endures forever. Isaiah chapter 40. And that just made, it made sense. I think it's defensible, certainly. But it's a mindset. Since there's only two things that last forever, give yourself to those two things. This was, again, those early Christian years. I think this is part of where a call to ministry was forming. Wasn't fully formed by any means at that point. But we should invest ourselves, we should give ourselves to the Word of God, knowing the Word of God, getting the Word of God in us, speaking the Word of God, spreading the Word of God. It's eternal. We want others to encounter that. And then people. We want to invest in people. We want to help them live eternally rather than separate, eternally separated from God. And so this notion of things that last forever... <clears throat> was born some some time ago. Um, we, we've spoken about Paul. Um, let us fix our eyes on what is unseen because what is unseen is eternal. What is seen is temporary. The world we see, and I'm looking around my basement here, everything I'm looking at eventually is going to go away. Right? I mean, I'm going to die. My kids probably aren't going to want a ball all that's here. They're going to toss it away. It's going to go in a trash heap somewhere. You know, maybe they'll keep some of these pictures and some of these other items. But, you know, everything we see is destined to fade away. And this is, I think, what Jesus is getting at in, in uh, Matthew 6. Do not build up or store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and vermin and others and thieves can steal and destroy. Don't, don't make that, the, the, the things you can see and touch and handle, don't, don't make that the true treasure because that eventually is going to be destroyed. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth, rust, thieves, etc. cannot steal and destroy. And so, Another way of talking about the treasures in heaven, where your treasure is, is investing in eternity. 
Um, we talked yesterday about uh, the generous sowing, those who sow uh, sparingly reap sparingly, those who sow generously reap generously. Uh, Paul, in the uh, letter to the Galatians, uses the same sowing and reaping language. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. This is uh, Galatians 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Sow to the Spirit not to the flesh. That's sometimes how that's kind of summarized. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so there's the language. Sowing to the Spirit, doing everything you can to help people, right? <clears throat> and so one way of thinking about our money, we have physical, material, practical needs that must be secured. Not against that, support that. But if we're thoughtful if we're regularly setting aside a sum of money to give, right? So if we're thoughtful about that generous, sacrificial, and hilariously giving, cheerfully giving, then we're going to want to be thoughtful about that sum of money, our tithe and perhaps tithe plus. Where are we going to invest that? To see that as an investment in eternity. See, that's the key. Um, you know, Shark Tank, um, the, the TV show where people come pitch their idea to these, um, these equity investors, these venture capitalists. They'll, they'll invest in your project or your product for a stake in the, the reward of that. And so it's like spiritual venture capital. And we've talked about this before. Understanding, seeing your wealth as an opportunity to invest, you can give so as to bring about the kingdom, to invest in eternity, something that will outlive yourself. God bless Charles Green, right? Lifted him up last week. Who's the next Charles Green at Greenwich? His donation of that land has led to a spiritual harvest that he perhaps never even imagined that we are here still today on that plot of ground teaching and preaching and proclaiming and you know raising the next generation to follow the Lord, the Word of God and people, right? And so it's that mindset, that mentality. And so um, give with intent and give with purpose as an investor, spiritual capital, spiritual. So it's taking worldly wealth and, and investing it in such a way that it turns into spiritual capital to transform uh, people's lives and transform this world for generations. So invest in your local church. Okay, that's a given. And in kingdom-oriented 
people and word of God oriented organizations. Again, so however you give, make sure that your gifts go towards that which is going to invest in the lives of people, help people, um, uh, this harvest that will be uh, will be uh, reaped. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially the household of faith, the family of believers. So I don't want to get in your business of telling you exactly where to, to, to invest your money, what organizations, the local church, Greenwich, and perhaps other, other local churches. We are committed to that. We are committed to teaching the Word of God, preaching the Word of God. We're committed to caring for people, walking alongside people. So this summarizes what we're about at, at Greenwich. Um, if some ministry, some organization, some entity is not clearly extending and lifting up the word of God or clear, very clearly uh, strengthening the lives of people, then I would urge you to reconsider that dollar and be, have that dollar go somewhere else. Now, if it's close to your heart, it's close to your heart. <clears throat> um, I want to finish with, with a way of thinking about this from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, as we call it, just naming the Old Testament saints, uh, the great that become what, what he refers to as the great cloud of witnesses in, in chapter 12. And so uh, Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. The promise to Abraham was of a land, a promised land, but he was looking forward. He's living in tents. He's living in the temporary quarters, but he was looking forward. He had a, an eternal vision, a city with foundations whose architect and builder was God. That's the eternal vision that we have to, that we have to gain. And then down in verse 13, all these people, and so those whom he's referred to, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. So it's living this life, this temporary fleeting life with an eternal vision. There is something bigger that I'm living for, that I'm seeking. And so they did not receive the things promised fully, they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country. See, do you hear that eternal language? They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. If you, if, if we can discipline ourselves, if we can train ourselves, this financial discipleship, 
that our money is not just to spend on our needs and all the things that we accumulate and the experiences that make us feel good, but our money is also given to us. God intends that we would use that to invest in the word of God and the people and to do so with this vision of another city, of another country, a heavenly one. Because where your treasure is, your heart will be also. If your treasure is going to eternal realities, your heart, that's the way you prepare your heart for eternity. That's the way you prepare your heart for eternity as you live your life towards that city, but you give money, which is so precious and wants you to hold on to it and it wants to hold on to you and wants you to think you'll never have enough and money wants to be your Lord. No, 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 no. Money is the servant. Money, I'm going to turn and I'm going to help build that eternal kingdom, that, that heavenly city. I'm going to invest in that. And then your heart will be, will follow your treasure. As you're giving that treasure to these ministries, you're going to pray for them. As you give uh, your tithes and offerings to the church, you're going to pray for the church and, and, and give yourself there. And you're going to care about that. And your heart will prepare to inhabit that city with foundations, that heavenly city architect and builder is God. And so let me encourage you to think about investing always in eternal things. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for these scriptures. Thank you for those who invested in eternity in such a way that there were churches and ministries around for us to hear the word of God and your word has been planted in our lives and it is now bearing fruit. Help us to have the same vision to give our worldly wealth a portion of it to invest in eternal realities. Thank you for that heavenly city. Thank you for that city where you are the architect and the builder. It has foundations. Here we have no lasting city. And so, Father, help us to live lightly towards the things we can see and help us to, to have that vision, help our eyes to see what we cannot yet see. And so, Father, bless us, encourage us, strengthen us to this good work as we pray in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God bless you this day with eyes to see that heavenly city and to live towards that now and forever. Amen.